it can't be him. All policemen wear high-visibility jackets these days. Lots must have sand-coloured hair that's a little bit wavy. In a minute he'll turn round and I'll see his face and laugh at myself for panicking. Don't turn round, unless you're someone else. Be someone else, please. I sit perfectly still, try not to notice the far-reaching reverberations of every heartbeat. There's too much distance trapped in me. Miles. I can't reach myself. A weird illusion grips me, that I am my heart and my car is my chest, and I'm shaking inside it. Seconds must be passing. Not quickly enough. Time is stuck. I stare at the clock on my dashboard and wait for the minute to change. At last. 10.52 becomes 10.53, and I'm relieved, as if it could have gone either way. Crazy. He's still standing with his back to me. So many details are the same. His hair, his height, his build. The yellow jacket with police printed on it. If it's him, that means I must be doing something wrong. And I'm not. I'm definitely not. There's no reason for him to reappear in my life. It wouldn't be fair when I'm trying so hard. Out of everyone sitting in their cars in this queue of traffic, I must be among the most blameless if I'm being judged on today's behaviour alone. A mother driving to school to deliver her son's forgotten sports kit. I could have said, oh well, he'll just have to miss games or wear his school uniform. But I didn't. I knew Ethan would hate those two options equally. So I cancelled my hair appointment and set off back to school, less than an hour after I'd got home from dropping the children off there. Willingly, because I care about my son's happiness. Which means this has to be a different policeman up ahead. It can't be him. It was my guilt that drew him to me last time. Today, I'm innocent. I've been innocent for more than three weeks. Drew him to you? All right, I'm guilty of superstitious idiocy, but nothing else. If it's him, he's here on Elmhurst Road by chance, pure coincidence, just as it was last time we met. He's a police officer who works in Spilling. Elmhurst Road is in Spilling. His presence here, for reasons that have nothing to do with me, is entirely plausible. Rationally, the argument stands up, but I'm not convinced. Because you're a superstitious fool. If it's him, that means I'm still guilty deep down. If he sees me, I can't let that happen. His eyes on me, even for a second, would act as a magnet, dragging the badness inside me up to the surface of my skin, making it spill out into the open. It would propel me back to where I was when he first found me, the land of the endangered. I don't deserve that. I have been good for three weeks and four days. Even in the privacy of my mind, where any transgressions would be unprovable, I haven't slipped up. Once or twice, my thoughts have almost broken free of my control, but I've been disciplined about slamming down the barriers. Turn round quick before he does. Can I risk it? 
A minute ago, there were at least 15 cars between mine and where he's standing on the pavement, a few hundred metres ahead. There are still about ten at a rough guess. If one of the drivers in front of me would do a U-turn and go back the way they came, I'd do the same, but he's more likely to notice me if I'm the first to do it. He might recognise my car, remember the make and model, maybe even the number plate. Not that he's turned round yet, but he could be about to. Any second now. He'd wonder why I was doubling back on myself. The traffic isn't at a standstill. True, we're crawling along, but it's unlikely to take me more than ten minutes to get past whatever's causing the delay. All I can see from my car is a female police officer in the road, standing up straight, then bobbing down out of sight, standing up again, bobbing down again. I think she must be saying something to the driver of each car that passes. There's another male officer too, on the pavement, talking to... Not him. Talking to a man who, please God, isn't him. <laughs>